Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, just before we get to episode 57 to see you next Wednesday, we want to talk to you about Secret Screening Room again. Yes. yes. Uh, big news. Secret Screening Room is on the way out for a while, possibly. Yeah. Um, there's two more at Camera Bar. Mm-hmm. And fucking, they're both going to be free. Yeah, you have no reason not to go. No reason at all. No reason at all. It's so fun. It is amazing. And mm-hmm. my friend Orianne's picking the next movie. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I have had uh, some talks with her about what she's picking, and it's going to be delightful. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next one is on Tuesday, April 2nd, and it's free. And the next one after that is free as well, the first Tuesday of the next month. Yeah. Uh, it is amazing. We're going to go. we got to send this thing out on a bang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And you're going to want to come because you might be able to pick the next movie. Yeah. I hope it's one of you guys. I hope it's me. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest, I hope, I, I hope all the good things happen to me. <laughs> Yeah, um, oh, that's weird because that's totally the opposite of what I hope for. Yeah, like, but you hope it's the same, but with you instead of me. Right? No, no, I just hope none of the good things happen for you. <laughs> well, I'm, whatever happens to me, I'm kind of fine with. That's popular. Yeah. Opinion. <laughs> hey, buddy, I hope good things happen to you. Thanks, man. <laughs> but I'm not very popular, so no, that's, that's true. Also, I don't care what you think. <laughs> Also, I don't value your opinion, so you have given me nothing, Dan. Um, yeah, so please come out to that on the second. It's going to be a blast. So now I guess we will get to our episode. Here we go. Yeah. Welcome to episode 57 of See You Next Wednesday, a weekly pop culture and film podcast where a single die roll decides what movies we have to see. This episode is dropping on March 27th, 2013, and my name's Dan Gorman. Would you excuse me? I cut my foot before and my shoe's filling up with blood. My name is Casey Lyons. I guess I'll see you later, alligator. Not if I see you later, alligator first. <laughs> Crocodile. <laughs> I'm Greg LeGrow, and I speak English. I learned it from a book. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Oh, man. Um, we have Film Roulette. We saw some movies, Olympus Has Fallen and Crudes, and we're going to talk about them later. And we're also going to play some Hero Swap later, mm. as usual. Mm. And uh, we're going to get to some Prison Break Corner as well. Mm. What season are we on? Two. two. I'm still in two. Okay. No, sorry, three, three. Three? Where am I? Yeah, I, know, I don't know what's going on anymore. Yeah. Season two, three. Two culminated in a Panama jail, if I remember. That's correct. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, that's going to be awesome. We'll get to that. What did we want to talk about first? I had one thing, like, super quick, mm-hmm. so I guess I'll get it out. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I gave you guys a link to this, but the new album by Marnie Stern, have you guys checked it out? No, not yet. No, okay. Chance. Um, unbelievably amazing album. If you've never heard Marnie Stern, she's amazing. Uh, this is out on Kill Rock Stars. I cannot stop listening to it. Sweet. And it is already one of my favorite albums of 2013, bar none. It's fucking incredible. And, yeah, insanely addictive. Uh, she's known for, like, her tapping, her finger tapping. Like, uh, she kind of shreds. But on this album, she's really pared it down to, like, pop uh, production. It's it's pared down, but she still shreds on it, and it's a kind of a really good balance. She has a really amazing voice that she does lots of weird things with, and it's just fucking amazing. So listen Sweet. to it, everybody, man. So wow. good. And you, did we want to talk about the Strokes? 
Yeah, actually, I was just going to bring it up. We okay. might as well. It's new yeah. and out there. And I, did, I didn't really watch too much of anything this week because of the music festival, but I did a lot of music listening. Yeah. But I, yeah, I listened to this all week. It's, uh, what's it called? The um, uh, Come Down Machine? Come Down Machine, yeah. yeah. And uh, this it's is so much so better. So much better than a- Angles? Angles. Yeah. yeah, Angles was awful. I did not like Angles I at all. Not. It's so boring and forgettable. I don't even remember what the single was called. No, I own the album. That single was good. What was it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember that I it was... Not I remember. There's stuff on there I liked. I think I, I liked like four of the 11 songs or something. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was a, but it was a total bummer. Yeah. Um, mo- and also because I, I, uh, I'm a huge fan of Julian Casablanca's solo album. Yeah. It's just great. It's and kind of under the radar a bit. Not a lot of It people is a little. I've still only listened to it once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I went nuts for it. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, we saw him do it. We saw him live solo. No, for, sweet. Yeah, and some of the shit that he pulls off vocally on that album, you go, oh, this is going to be brutal live, but he can fucking do it. Yeah, fucking nice. hit his notes when he's live. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I think that some of that experience maybe of doing that album is kind of bled into this new Stroke sound because this yeah. is a very different Strokes album. Well, somebody on the on Twitter was just like, oh, how nice of Julian to let the guys from the Strokes do uh, <laughs> play on his new solo album. <laughs> but like my... Well, thing- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> is nice, nice of him. Yeah. But that's, uh, that was my thing with this versus Ang- Angles because like on Angles, the stuff that I really didn't like was like them trying to get away from the Stroke sound. And then now on this album, the stuff that I don't am not like super crazy on is the stuff that's trying to get back to the Stroke sound. Yeah. And the, like the first song, Tap was Tap Out, yeah, is like so awesome. Sounds like a like before the vocals come in, yeah, it's like a Michael Jackson song I know. or something. It's crazy. But then, but I, I was like, oh, this is weird. The first time I heard it, now I just can't stop listening to it. Yeah, I know it's um, great. But yeah, yeah, that's great. And that uh, uh, Instant Trigger, or whatever, fucking really yeah, cool, yeah, weird song. Uh, Welcome to Japan. I really like. I do. That has a really Welcome catchy Japan. melodies. <laughs> Trust me. Now I haven't heard to the this. album. I haven't heard the album, but I'm immediately on board with any song that goes Welcome to Japan. That's the thing, but it's it's happening. Um, yeah, I really like it. Like, yeah, uh, I I thought they were done because his solo stuff was much better. And yeah. He was like, write a Strokes album, because I'm bored of carrying you guys. Yeah. And uh, they wrote a really bummer album, and I was like, well, I guess it's over. But hey, fucking hey, they were really cool, uh, well-produced. Who produced this one? I, I have no idea. I haven't read anything on it yet. I'm just kind of... Yeah, me too. While I've I was been... going to and fro with the fucking festival, it's, it was my <laughs> traveling music. Yeah. And you haven't heard it yet, Casey? I have not. Okay. Mm. You should. Uh, yeah. yeah, check it out. It's not like it's it's spotty, but it's just it's nice to have them get like somebody said with high praise. Like I think this might be the third best Strokes album, and I was yeah. like, that is a good way to like give it high praise cause, sure. or whatever. Because you're or fourth best, or I don't know. They have five. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I think the person that was saying it was like rating it higher than First Impressions of Earth, right? And uh, was saying that with like. Huge Am I the praise. only person who loves First Impressions of Earth? I yeah, like maybe. it. I like it. I don't like it. It's long. There's too many songs on it, I think. There's, there's a some couple great songs ones that don't though. need to be on there, but like throughout the whole album, there's just there's really great stuff. Yeah. It's not yeah. like an album that is underrated. Halfway through it, or anything. It's a really good yeah. album. Yeah. It was weird when it came out, though, because it was that it was the first one where they started to like inch away from it. And I think yeah. people were like, nah, which is, I always think the weird thing about the strokes is because everybody fucking slagged the second album and I fucking love that album. Oh yeah. Like I, well, when, I it, hate, came when out, it came out, I did not like it. Yeah. I'm I was still like, not the biggest is a fan of it. Yeah. When no, it came over, out, over I loved the years, it. No, I've really warmed I think up it's incredible. Album. It's just great. Yeah. Just I great. might, uh, yeah, I put that on, that album on as much as I reach for, is this it? Sure. Yeah. So, well, I like yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as we mentioned, it was a Canadian Music Week this past week. Yeah, um, yeah, and, that's uh, pretty much all I've been doing. This that, week. Yeah, yeah. Casey and I worked it, uh, bartending horrible, horrible hours. <laughs> late, yeah, late six, call. a lot of six thirty till six thirty. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was a really, really good festival from my perspective this year. Anyway, what I saw. Which is mainly just stuff that came through Rancho and the little bit of stuff I saw at the Bovine. Uh, but uh, yeah, great bands I really like playing at their best, which is really cool. Yeah, yeah, like there was this whole big thing that came up with this website that was 
Uh, oh, right. It's this blog where some guy Slagging fucking... bands or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, I mean, I, I have nothing against it as an entity. I think everybody's opinion, you know, people are allowed to shout yeah. their opinion from wherever mm-hmm. they want. I think it's tactless and stupid, especially since this guy's apparently a musician. Yeah. My whole thing was, like, this wouldn't gain any traction if it didn't happen to coincide with CMW. I was yeah. like, this is just yeah, a yeah, dumb, like... It, it was just, like, yeah. a pretty not great, like... like yeah, like trash flame blog or whatever. Like, I mean, they praised some bands or whatever. It was, it was, it wasn't only. Yeah, to yeah, no, people. but, but their, their. But points, it wouldn't have been anything if it wasn't for ZMW. And their points on, I read a couple of the reviews. Their points on bands they don't like are in no way cogent. There's just like a lot of this band sucks. This guy sucks because he sounds like Fitz. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. This guy sounds like a retard to me, but uh, but he he you know did this whole like oh well fuck CMW because all it does is make money for CMW and it doesn't break bands anymore and blah 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, well maybe it doesn't as it used to or whatever. But I mean, for creating like a sense of community in in Toronto yeah. or, or yeah, in, you're in out Canada there, right? in like, general, yeah, like it's just this big huge time to to just go around and be part of the music scene and, yeah, and celebrate and, music it's and see great. some of the some bands that you've never heard of put on some yeah. of the best shows i saw this band closing night tuesday or sorry sunday um <laughs> and what were they called babe they're called babe mm. oh right i don't know yeah. if you guys have heard of this band holy yeah. shit i didn't i'd never heard of them but i i whirled into the bar at about one yeah right after their set yeah and then all i heard for an hour was there was this band yeah <laughs> Like I think everybody in the room before. was just kind of. You know, I just can't remember if I they have played or not. I just can't remember before. if I saw them or not. I'd never seen them before. They had played a couple of times before, but yeah, like, wow, just like it, do yourselves a favor, people. Check out, babe. They are no. really, really cool. Uh, Bronx cheerleader had an awesome set to nobody. Yeah, which is a total bummer, but uh, they still killed it. They were so good. What a great band. Yeah, um, Boats had a really good set. I love they Boats. Did, um, yeah, re- really, really strong set. They're a really good band. Another, another band. Another one of my favorite bands to come out of uh, to come out of CMW is a band called Royal Creatures. Oh yeah. Uh, Every time I see them, I like them more. Yeah, yeah. Just this really cool. Like I, I see, like the guys got like this sort of high pitched, not high pitched voice, like <laughs> almost like high pitched in the way that like Cedric's uh, voice is high pitched. Oh yeah, if that Cedric makes sense. From and Mars Volta. Cedric, yeah, yeah, from Mars Volta. Um, but then every once in a while he breaches sort of like a Cold War Kids kind of a sound with his voice and really, really cool music. Yeah, excellent stuff. Sweet. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, uh, Friends of the Show, Champion Lover. Yeah, I heard Maybe they put the on best set they've ever set. played that yeah. was intense as hell. Oh my God, everything it was I heard about fucking bludgeoning. Yeah. yeah, everything I heard about this set just made me really depressed that I didn't see, <laughs> that, I, that not only that I didn't like go out this year, but that I didn't go out specifically to see them. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was just great. You would not have been disappointed. Yeah. Uh, then we had a surprise uh, last minute booking with the, the cheap speakers playing the very last slot of the festival on Sunday night. Yeah. That is it just was so, so good. Great. <laughs> yeah. So, so good. Yeah. Like their new album is fucking amazing. Yep. And uh, uh, they put on, a, they just put on a hell of a show. Yeah. Like they're just so much fun to watch. Yeah. Great stage presence. Great. Tim is such a fucking rock star. <laughs> totally. With a sparkly guitar. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what else. Um, I don't know there was some other band I wanted to mention, but uh, I, my brain is so fried this week. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just so much. Uh, I'm much more good than bad. I mean, I didn't like everything, but that's just because some things aren't my taste. I don't yeah. think anyone had like a shitty set. No, there's one band. I'm not going to talk about bands in their name, but if you get into the festival, if you get a decent slot at a decent venue, <laughs> don't play a 30-minute set that has three or four covers in it. Yeah, yeah. and covers that are entirely incongruous to the to your, your originals. Like, yeah. You have your original songs, and then if you stop and play a classic rock song... <laughs> Not no. even classic rock, like oldies rock. Oldies yeah. rock, yeah, that is what you I know? meant. O- old standard blues. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah, know? like it was like they stopped playing their own stuff and became blues hammer for a couple <laughs> yeah. of songs. Oh, blues hammer. <laughs> They're just like, why? You know you're going to be playing the festival. Yeah. Yeah. Write a couple more songs, yeah, or cover a Get couple a songs that like fit in, yeah. Oh, if they're man. not fitting in, so that was a bummer. I mean, their original <laughs> songs were shitty too. Though. <laughs> Here I am bitching about some guy who editorializes yeah. on a blog, and I'm like, but my opinion is this. <laughs> I said it out loud I'm, on we're a not, podcast. We're not naming names here. Just, just if you're in the festival, um, just you know, write your own songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's totally. what you're there for. Anyway, definitely. 
Anyway. Um, Anywho. Mm, oh, the 92 Blue Jays. They had a great set. Uh, they that was had a great fun set. And cool and There's so much fun to see. Pumps. <laughs> yeah, I saw a photo of that. Reebok <laughs> pumps. Oh, that's wicked. Golly. Yeah, just a lot of fun. And I, I think you said it best uh, in the middle of the festival. It's sort of like, it's like Christmas for musicians. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody gets to just see everyone they don't get a chance to see. They drink a little more than they expect to drink. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and everyone gets to be very musician-y around each other. Yeah, yeah that that was a thing. Like It's cool, uh, you know. A band uh, called Another City um, yeah. that uh, that we didn't get, like I was working, we didn't get a chance to go see them, but apparently they had a really great set. Yeah. They were sort of just off to the left of my radar, and they started sort of like just showing up at Rancho a lot and got to know them uh, uh, pretty well. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's just it's it's just a great way to discover little bands and like not network in like a uh, business way because yeah, yeah. you know that would imply that you're going to make money off the yeah. music industry. Mm-hmm. No, but just support for the scene. Yeah, and, you know, yeah, and it, you get to hear awesome music. Yeah, it just solidifies that scene a little. And bit And then now, more. if you go to like a show, like a big show at the Horseshoe or something, some bands touring in town, like yeah, a bigger yeah. band, you, you go and then you see that guy from the band that you saw at CMW. You like you're like, hey, what up? You know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it it does foster that like community thing. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I had a nice time. And I would like to sleep for a month. Oh, God. <laughs> um, so, Prison Break Corner? All right. Prison yeah, Break let's, Corner. Let's visit the PBC. Yeah. PBC. PBC. Now, when I started this whole thing, I was really I, w- I was having fun at the beginning. Yeah. Like, it was because it, it, it was ludicrous, but it was very entertaining. But now I'm in season three, and I'm just like, wow, I'm, yeah. I'm exhausted by this show. I'm so bored, and it's so stupid yeah. now. And, and like, as someone that's never seen it, I've heard from a lot of people that have talked to me about the segment, yeah. where they're just like, oh, I can't wait to hear this, because like it goes, drops down, yeah. like, just like... It's fucking retarded. So, okay. Um, so we're in the Panamanian crazy prison, the prison that has no cards. Right. And is run by... El Prison Loco. <laughs> it's run by some guy, some inmate. And, like, I can't know... I, like, it makes... Like, okay, the brothers and the whole breakout is, like, this gigantic news story. And then because this the, the heartbroken henchman, Kellerman, spills his guts in court, and then they're like, oh, my God, Lincoln Burroughs is free. Like, and then, like, you can't lock away a celebrity criminal... And hide him in a Panamanian prison and have no one... Like, this place is insane. Yeah. You can't have someone there who's part of this huge thing. And the whole conspiracy thing, the the, the company, and all, this is just not happening anymore. Have I'm they ha- abandoned it completely? Well, in this season, yeah. I'm, I'm halfway through season three. Right. And there's just nothing. There's this other weird entity. I don't know if it has anything to do with the company. I don't think it does, though. This other strange entity has come, and they want Michael to break this guy out of this prison. That's why he's been sent there. It's because he's a, now he's master breakout guy. Sure. So he's got to break this Australian guy out. And it's just it's just moving so fucking slowly. Like, they're like, oh. He's so the uh, oh, things that happen, there's stuff. So the the guy, the Australian guy that he's supposed to break out, he's in hiding somewhere. He's somewhere inside the walls of the prison hiding because the guy who runs the prison hates him. So there's a, a price on his head. So Michael is like, but I got to get that guy. And then they accidentally spill over. The, now, there are guards, armed guards that are. I aw- thought there weren't guards. They're away from the prison. They're like at the perimeter. <laughs> oh, OK. Right. So if someone tries to run out of the prison, they shoot them. But there's no one, no guards in the prison. It's just a free for all inside. Sure. So they and they like drop off supplies to these prisoners and let them just run it themselves, which is so fucking crazy. Like, come on. <laughs> so they drop off tubs of water and food once a week or something like that. And then there's an argument, and the big tub of water gets knocked over, and everybody's really mad. And there's all kinds of pressure on the prison leader guy. And he doesn't know what to do. But Michael's a structural engineer, so he's all like trying to bargain to get the, the price lifted off the Australian guy's head. So he... Uh, I don't want to tell this story. <laughs> so, yeah, like I just I just switched on. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> so Michael makes some kind of fucking bomb out of something, like some bags and, and liquor. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. This is gonna help He's their a water. Structural engineer, you know, this all makes sense. Yeah, uh, and he blows up something in a pipe, and then all the water turns on in the prison that wasn't on before. I don't know why it wasn't on before, or why they couldn't have what. Now they all have all the water they want, and the leader, <laughs> the leader guy's like, "Hey, price is off his head. You're pretty good, Michael Schofield." 
Thanks for blowing up a water pipe and then therefore turning on the water right. in the rest of the prison. <laughs> and so he's got the Australian out, and the Australian has been passing notes to his girlfriend who's running around trying to do something for him. And uh, Link... Passing notes to his girlfriend. <laughs> through dead yeah. bodies. Oh, See, my God. Because if you have a beef... With someone in this prison, you give them a chicken's foot. Uh, sure. <laughs> and then you fight to the death in the middle of the courtyard. Yeah. No, uh, that's how it was at my high school, too. <laughs> <laughs> Same structure. Yeah, mine too, but it was pig's foot. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, well. Classy. Yeah. Uh, so, and, uh, so this a guy dies in one of these fights, and they, the, the Billick is, stuffs a note into the pocket as the Australian wanted him to. And the note goes, and then when the body goes out, <laughs> I honestly, I honestly pictured when you said that they they passed notes via dead body. I honestly pictured like him stuffing like, it, no, like uh, stuffing the note in the wound. Yeah. <laughs> like you cut him open and you put a little note in there. I so never accurate. thought maybe just use the pocket. What? <laughs> yeah. They'll find this in the autopsy. Um, Pass it along. That's why I don't go to that. That's person. why nobody yeah. gets your notes. <laughs> <laughs> I keep shoving them in people's yeah. open wounds. <laughs> Which is a bad idea. And so what's going on on the outside of the prison is Link uh, is trying to get his brother out. And he's the one that they're putting major pressure on uh, to to get this done. Because they have his son held captive and uh, Sarah, the drug-addicted doctor lady. Mm -hmm. She's no longer a drug addict, but... You know. Oh, good. She's, well, just so we all know what he's talking about Silver here. linings, yeah. then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and the, he had the woman who's talking to him, like his contact through this, is the smarmiest actor I've ever seen. She's just, and again, when this show started, they, there was some bad acting in the center, but all the support cast was really good. This has all gone away. Yeah. <laughs> Did it reverse or is it like? Um, well, I got. I don't know if it's because I like Stoker so much, but I'm so I'm warming up on Wentworth Miller because <laughs> if if nothing else, that guy is deadlocked in character at all times. Yeah, <laughs> like there is no breaking of character yeah. with Michael Schofield. Um, and he's just so odd. Like, I don't know how to describe his acting or his, the way he talks. All of it is weird in a way that I could not possibly mimic or describe to anyone. It's just, it's something so singular is like, it's not nothing like this, but it's like, if anyone ever watched days of our lives, John Black and his sort of fascinating, <laughs> bad acting, it's kind of like that, but not anything like that. Right. Right? No, it's really fucked up. So this smarmy lady is always telling Link, like, we need him broken out of there. You got to get your brother moving. Get that guy out. And then they're like, well, we want proof that LJ was the son and Sarah are alive. So they get photos, Polaroids that they can show Michael so he knows that Sarah's alive. And Sarah's holding a today's newspaper to prove it. And she's totally like, they're like, I think she's signaling me. Like, of course she is. In the picture, she's like got one finger pointing up at a sign on the, like she's holding yeah, it all weird. Yeah. Like she's doing gang signs. Yeah, exactly. like, pointing at a place, like a, a headline of a place. She's like, and it's just like, well, obviously she's pointing at the place where they're yeah. holding her. Like they didn't fucking notice that. Like, Jesus Christ. Well, so wait, hold on. Weird... In today's paper, there was an article on where they were <laughs> the holding town, her. The town, the town, not, oh. not the prison or whatever like that they keep their hostages yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the cell. He's right there. New faces in our hostage camp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like the internal newsletter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they send around. Hostage of the week. Yeah. <laughs> So they Gary, fi- they he figure gets it an out. Extra pudding. Um, they oh. figure. Oh, because Michael then gets a phone call too. He gets to talk to Sarah, and they're totally talking in code to try and figure out where she is. And they, and he's like, "Do you remember how we used to talk?" Like and they're both talking like that to each other. And like there's the hostage people are there. It's like, oh come on, yeah, really. <laughs> At least just oh. Anyway, um, so then... So, Wait, hold on. So their code is that they talk to each other like Emo Phillips? Yeah. <laughs> what kind of a code is that? Yeah. Do you remember? <laughs> um, so through all this, her pointing at the picture in the newspaper and uh, the, the code talk conversation they have, they kind of figure out where she is and Link goes to try and break them out. And he is unsuccessful. Mm-hmm. So back in the prison, I don't know what the fuck is going on. There's more nonsense. 
uh, with Michael trying to find a way to get him out. And now uh, Mahone, the uh, Mike, uh, William Fickner, the yeah. cop, he's in there. He's in heavy drug withdrawal because he's addicted to like these. Uh, I don't know tranquilizers. Drugs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you call them? Uh, but he wants to get. He wants in drugs. on the breakout squad, and Billick's trying to figure out what's going on, and and they all want to join him. So the big twist where I'm at right now, though, is uh, because Link tried to break his son and Sarah out. Their retaliation is he was sent a package, and Sarah's head is in the box. Oh, sweet. Yeah, but I Shit. feel like it's not really her. No, I just I because I, I feel I feel like I'm aware that she's in season four. So oh, I don't know what's going on. Link got yeah, a head, it, Link it, got a head in a box, and I got nothing for watching all these episodes. <laughs> it's a head in a box. Um, maybe, <laughs> uh, maybe step one. I have now. Uh, I'm about box. halfway through this fucking season again because of CMW. I didn't get to see a lot of episodes. So yeah. hopefully this week I can plow through and finish three. Yeah, because then I'm that much closer to just being done this fucking exercise. Oh, this and then exercise I, I get to end with a TV madness. movie, though. There is a TV movie at the very yeah, end, yeah. which that should I'm sure is great. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm sure it won't stink of like, oh, we need to uh, wrap all this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's make a movie. loose ends. <laughs> oh, Sucre, Sucre. Uh, he found out that his girlfriend is okay, and she's back in Chicago. He was going to go back home to her, but then he's like. That's totally a bummer. I can't do it. And he's like, babe, I'm sorry. When I get my shit together, I'll try and find you. But for now, mm. you're in danger. You're in danger if I'm with you. So he's just sort of hanging around in Link's place, like trying to get jobs. <laughs> do they just like cut back every once in a while? Yeah, he's like, still trying to get a job. They've got a montage of him uh, wearing a suit. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> in these business cocktail people. style. Yeah, cocktail style. Business, business, jobs and money. <laughs> yeah. Hello, I'd like a business job, please. <laughs> Oh, we don't have any business jobs for you here, right? My business suit. Well, you've come to the right business building. We've got plenty of business jobs. I'm here to make my million. Do you have a million? I'd like it. If so, if Zoe would like it. Oh, God. So, yeah, I don't know. The whole. Do you have a million? I don't know who the people are, the smarmy lady, and why they want the Australian guy. He's got a bird book that has codes written in it. They're really interested in it. Uh, Codes to help you find really good birds. Yeah, like the cool blue ones. Best birds. Not just the brown, uh, stupid ones you see yeah, everywhere. You see everywhere. This one's red. These ones are red, sometimes blue. And like they're so lazy with what, what like plot stuff now. Like Michael's got to prove himself to the leader of the prison gang, yeah. so he fixes the water. And now, now, now the new problem is: oh my god, the power went out. Who's going to turn on the electricity? So the guy goes to Michael again, and he's yeah. like, well, maybe we, I can "The power's it. gone out. We need you to make another bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and then- we, we, we need you to blow up the power and make it work again." <laughs> And then, With your bomb science. And then tune in next week when the editor slashes his news uh, piece for the editorial paper. Fucking <laughs> oh, show is the worst. I love it. Oh, Like, they've screwed up so bad. Like, they've just made all the wrong turns. Like, the, everything that was kind of were, were the points where I'm like, oh, oh, this could get good. Nope, no, no, we're just going to be stupid again. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what you were thinking. But yeah, I don't know what's going on. It, uh, Panamanium Crazy Prism is just the worst. It's just the worst. Can't wait to hear more about it. Sounds I like can't pandemonium. wait to see yeah. In Panamanium. Oh, Panama. <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's it for this week. All right. Fucking fuck show. <laughs> fucking, fucking fuck show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's all I got. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that'll bring us into Film Roulette. I guess it will. Let's go. Whee. All right, Film Relators, our weekly segment where the three of us roll a die and the two high rollers get to go see something good, but the low roller has to go see something shitty, but... Also, the low roller gets to give the winners an album to listen to for an entire week. Usually it's something shitty, or it could be something good. It's of that person's choice. Usually it's me, because I lose a lot. <laughs> yeah. A uh, lot that's how we yeah. play. That's what we did. 
Greg and Casey went and saw Olympus Has Fallen mm-hmm. as the pick for the win. And I went and saw The Crudes, an animated film, pick for the lose. Uh, so we'll find out what happened now. What do you guys think of Olympus Has Fallen? Well, I just saw it this afternoon. As did I. Yeah. And uh, I kind of really liked it. Okay. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. Okay, because I heard both. I heard like this it is... is st- Stupid as oh, fuck. Oh, man. It's gigantically stupid, but yeah. holy shit that I have a lot of fun. It's, yeah. it's one of the stupidest movies I've seen in a long time. It's super well directed. Yeah. Kicked the shit out of Die Hard. Okay, that's kind of what oh, I heard, yeah, too. Yeah. yeah, Die Hard was not as far, a movie. As far as like big-scale action movies. Man alive! Yeah, this is what this. They should have used this script. Yeah, for for the well, everyone in the rev- everyone in the reviews were calling it like Die Hard in the White House. Or yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's Die Hard meets Air Force One. Yeah, and something else. Get out of my bunker. <laughs> and something else. And yeah, it's just like the the action is well directed. Yeah, it's enormous. The siege, the taking of the White House is so is fucking, fucking cool. awesome. There's like some super great violence in this movie, but oh, at no point man. is it like gory violence or anything. It's just there's there are some disturbing yeah. like not not disturbing I don't know. Like I, I don't want to give too much away. I don't uh-huh. want to do a thing, but uh there's some terrible acting in this movie. Oh fuck yeah. Um, and some really, really bad writing. Oh yeah, yeah. The script for this thing is terrible, and and it's just. But it's exactly what I wanted when I saw the trailer. I was like, you know what? I think I'm on board for this because this looks like a mid to late '80s trash, gigantic action movie that yeah. would have starred, you know, fucking Sylvester Stallone or Schwarzenegger or Bruce Willis or Kurt Russell. Would not have nearly had the the budget. I think that this no, movie. no, no. But fucking great. A lot of fucking... It was but fucking but great. <laughs> but fucking great. <laughs> I was, I was just, how great? But fucking but great. But fucking great. I was wondering how much it, uh, the budget was. It, it's uh, 70 it's million. Huge, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like it's a, it's, a lot of stuff gets blown up. A lot of people torn in half. Yeah. A lot of head stabbings. A lot of uh, great head stabbings. Really, really yeah. great head stabbings. Like, like it's it's the quintessential dumb American movie for dumb Americans. Oh, yeah. like, There's yeah. a lot of shots of the flag. Yeah. and Oh, yeah. Like, fucking and, the, the, the Pledge of Allegiance gets recited at oh. one point. Yeah, yeah. Somebody's being dragged off to their, seemingly to their death, and she's doing the Pledge of Allegiance. It's like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> like, fuck this movie for how, how just absolutely... Um, uh, what's America? the word I'm looking for? Propa- yeah, like just just <laughs> propaganda laden. Yeah, for sure. Um, I heard Melissa Leo in this was like really hamming it up. Is that oh, true? Oh shit, that was Melissa Leo. Uh, yeah, I didn't even. Yeah, no, she's crazy. In she it. is fucking <laughs> crazy <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Like, yeah. like to the point where I was like, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, she, I don't I know. She was drunk at a couple yeah, of points. Yeah, like I, I don't know how you possibly could have been. I, what, what was she like? Fuck, the uh, uh, the speaker of the house or something? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she was wacky as so shit. weird. Yeah. I didn't even know it was her because she's no. got like dark hair and yeah, little, yeah. Like, she's some wig. sort of a weird wig. Oh. Oh, yeah, she's fucking fucked up in this movie. <laughs> Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You know what else is, uh, I noticed about this when movie? I, when I said earlier there's a bad acting in this yeah. movie, that's exactly who I was yeah, talking yeah, about. Yeah. No idea it was in the no. <laughs> um, This movie, okay, the word fuck is used so much in this movie. But yeah. mostly just by the president. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously. They're like, it's just thrown around. Like, and a lot of people just like, 
it's not where you throw in like a motherfucker or something like that. A lot of people just looking around and stuff going, fuck. There's a lot of that. Like, and apropos of very little. And again, yeah. the president does it an a awful lot. lot. He'll just be tied to something. And, and, and everyone. And around going, fuck. Yeah, it is fit into every sentence. I'm like, the fucking, fucking Gerard Butler's on the phone with the. Uh, and William Forrester is like, look, I don't know who these guys are, but they're really fucking good. Yeah. And William Forrester is like, they're not as good as my fucking guys. <laughs> like, literally, they oh say that. God. You know what? I don't report to you, so fuck you. Yeah, you fucking don't fucking report to me, but fuck you if you're not going to fucking report to me. I'm Robert Forrester. And I am balding. Written by David Mamet. <laughs> One of- <laughs> now, they go for everything in this movie, including one-liners. And there's one of the most awkwardly stupid horribly written one-liners I've ever heard trying to have a tagline like cool, tough guy action movie yeah, stuff Yeah, when Gerard Butler's on the phone with the bad guy and they're threatening each other and uh, it's very you know fucking it's uh, Hans Gruber and uh, John McClane communicating you know yippee-ki-yay motherfucker yeah. and uh, they're talking back and forth and then the bad guy says something about oh he's gonna kill him and then, then Gerard Butler goes Oh, yeah, that's great, but that's, how, how about this? How about you and me play a little game of fuck off? You go first. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I literally spent about the next three minutes deciding whether I found that really cool or You're super like, lame. I'm really confused And I could not. Feel. I did it's, not come to I it. wouldn't change it for the world. No. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A game of fuck off. Because it's it's just so stupid (laughs) that you're like, "Mm, all right. Yeah, that sounds like it's stupid in in line with like when you watch a movie like from the 80s or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, fucking right on. Like they couldn't have had a stupider thing for him to say there, you know? And like now it's like, I don't know. I hope this movie gains some kind of recognition for its giganticness and its fun. And because that's something you couldn't, I don't know. There's there's a drinking game to be made out of this movie. Yeah, yeah. Fuck yeah! It's huge. It's insanely stupid. It's a, an American propaganda movie. Yeah, uh, a lot of the acting is outrageously bad. There's one one, not really plot twist, uh, more of a plot device kind of thing that I can't, I can't give away. Yeah, it's no spoilers. Like uh, up till that point, it was kind of like I could see if this was to happen in a heightened sense of reality. This uh-huh. is all like the 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 way it progresses. It's like okay, I can see this being. Yeah. And then something happens, and you're like, ah, what? <laughs> really? Like, there's some really convenient shit in this movie. Like, oh, yeah. don't expect a clever movie. Expect like no, a no. big dumb retarded no, movie. And that you'll you just... have a lot of fun. Yeah. Like I had a ton of fun Super watching fun. this fucking movie. I sat there by myself watching this thing and just yeah. fucking. I just had the greatest time. Yeah. So much yeah, fun. Solid. Sweet. Yeah. I'm very pleased with this. <laughs> and I don't normally like Gerard Butler, but I, I like him yeah, in this I kind of movie. Yeah, I liked him in this. That's all right. And again, I just think Anton Fuqua should just direct movies like this. Mm. Like, they need to give Apparently him Apparently, he's going to do the Equalizer. Anton Fuqua? Really? Yeah. Huh. Crazy. Um, that, well, good, I guess. They, you know, they should give him the new Jack Ryan movie. Yeah. Uh, I think he would. Or there are talking about Die Hard 6. Well, they better because he's great. He directs action. No, so the well. action. The movie all is the perfectly act, paced. The, all the fight, like the gunfire, all that stuff was handled really well. The yeah. exploding, everything was done really well. Yeah, the hand to hand combat was filmed really well. Like mm-hmm. it was still high paced and moving, but it wasn't like I can't fucking see who's hitting who. You know? Yeah, yeah, really like good. And man, yeah, the final fight, the end of the final of the. <laughs> Final fight between Gerard Butler and the bad guy is just very satisfying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. I was so fucking on board with that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. How was the Croods? Uh, okay, well, <laughs> I went and saw the Croods. Yep. Um, this is a DreamWorks 3D animated adventure comedy family thing <laughs> with uh, Nicolas Cage, Ryan Reynolds, Emma Stone, Catherine Keener. Cloris Leachman, uh-huh. all doing voices. This is like a prehistoric kind of adventure, I guess you would call it. Hey, let me ask you this. Now, Does Cloris Leachman play a grandma yes. who's a little bit crazy? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Nicolas Cage end, really doesn't like her. But in the end, she just might know a little something. Mm, it's not like that. No. She's, no. Just, she's just an old lady that, uh, for the whole, like, yeah, she doesn't really, they don't really turn it around like that. Um so the guys that directed this movie did How to Train Your Dragon, which a lot of people really liked, and sure. I have not seen. I have um, not seen it either. I already know How to Train My Dragon. <laughs> I didn't need any help, <laughs> you fucking movie. 
Show me how to train dragon. Yeah. I got my ways and you have your way, okay, movie? Uh, fucking preachy. No. Uh, so the cruise is basically about like this family of cavemen and cave women, and they live in their cave. And Nicolas Cage is a really overbearing father to Emma Stone, who likes to go out and she wants to explore and find new things. And uh, Nicolas Cage is always saying, like, new is bad and uh, everything like that. Just like, if new things will kill you, et cetera, et cetera. And I went in this movie thinking, like, some of the trailers for this were all right. I'm not, like, excited to see it, but I'm not, um, like, dreading it. Mm. And I basically got what I expected. This movie doesn't... Okay, this movie saves itself from being super middling garbage uh, family movie fair with its kinetic direction and awesome action scenes. Like, the direction of this movie is amazing. Looks so cool. The animation is incredible. Uh, in 3D, it was great. And that's the what I got out of it most. Like, it's not particularly funny... Um, it's not particularly well written. I was actually surprised at how like strict it 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 exists within like the gender constraints of this movie, where like Emma Stone gets out of the cave and immediately falls in love with the Ryan Reynolds character. And I was just kind of like, okay, like are we still doing this in kids' movies? Like you know. So, but mm. it has its fun. I was thoroughly entertained for a large portion of it, but it's just I wanted more out of it. Like it would, I would have just been like pass if it hadn't have been so well directed and the action scenes weren't so well like constructed. Because usually when you see a kids movie like this, you're and it's just all running and action scenes, you you grow tired of it and you're like, okay, I get it. Like when I saw Rise of the Guardians or whatever, that was a movie that was just so much running around. I was like, I don't fucking care. But in this movie, it was almost like the best part of the movie. Like there's there's a chase scene at the beginning with this egg and it's just fucking awesome to see in 3D. It was so much fun. A chase scene with an egg? Yeah, like the cavemen family find this egg and it's their dinner and they're trying to get it back to the cave. But there's all these animals like uh, chasing them and stuff. It's just super fun. And that was another thing. There's a lot of creatures in this movie and they were all just like really adorable. None of them were really overbearing or annoying. It was just I wanted more out of it and it didn't give me it. And I, I don't know. I was happy I saw it, but it's not something to run out to. It's right. definitely like if you have kids, like this is probably the movie out there right now for younger kids to take to. Right. So definitely check it out. I mean, yeah, it looks amazing. Super connect direction. I was really impressed with the direction, actually. Hmm. But uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you'd mentioned that before that the direction was great. Yeah. Who directed it? Do we know? Um, their names are Kirk D'Amico and Chris Sanders. And they also wrote... And they wrote the screenplay with a story by John Cleese. What? What? Yeah. Huh. That's weird. That's yeah. Weird. Super weird. Hey. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Check it out. Like, if you have kids or if if you like animated films, it's not it's not the best, but yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah. I didn't hate myself while I was watching it. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as it was done, though. As soon as yeah. it was done, though, I went back to reality. I got right back to my self-loathing. <laughs> yeah. You fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so that's that. Yeah, that is that. Definitely, yeah. That was that, all right. So, because you had to see... The Call. Some other... Yeah, The Call. Because I saw The Call last... Because we saw The Call, you gave week. us an album. I gave you guys an album by a band called The 89 Cubs. This is an album called There Are Giants in the Earth. Uh, I gave you guys this album because it's an album I really like, that I've listened to a lot over the years, and I've always just kind of wondered, like, why don't people talk about this album? I really like it. Maybe more people will like it. And so I gave it to you. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you guys think? I really liked it. Yeah, I really liked yeah. it. Yeah, it's really good. Okay, I was yeah. like, because there's elements to this album that I was thinking maybe come from genres. Like I've heard people describe this album as as coming from the pop punk scene, but like doing it like like I think when Pitchfork reviewed it, they said this is almost like post pop punk, and and that's a dumb thing to say. But, like, this is how I'm describing it. And so I was like, I don't know if there's going to be elements to this that are going to skew the wrong way for you guys. But I. Well, I mean, it's like saying that, um, and you will know us by the Trail of Dead, is post pop punk, you know? Like, it's got not elements of pop punk, but elements of punk and elements of, or, or, like, really melodic 
shit that goes yeah. on. But those two things are not why pop punk sucks. Those two things are, are good things that yeah. are made perverted <laughs> by pop punk. Yeah. Um, no, this album is, it's got everything I, I want in an album. It's mm-hmm. got really melodic parts. It's got really nice harmonies. It's got super cool feedback parts yeah. that are controlled properly. Yep. It's yeah. not just a bunch of dumb, shitty... Uh, it's not loud for the sake of being loud. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's a point to everything. The guitar tone on a lot of songs is really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, super cool. It reminded, um, they, they and the reminded structure me of something is super yeah. specific, but I couldn't put my finger on it, and it's, I still haven't. It's a weird... Uh, the thing The thing I was thinking about this album while I was listening to it on the way over here was that it's it's like an album of, like, patience and restraint. Because, like, they rock out when they need to, and they don't when they don't need to, and it's all, like, the, structured very well, because it doesn't rely on, like, now back to the chorus, now back to this. It no. all just kind of, like, works yeah. within, within the songs, but it also works within a whole album kind of thing, is what I like about it. Yeah, it, it's an album I found myself uh, kind of, like... Uh, fading in and out on not because mm-hmm. I got bored but just because yeah. I was doing other stuff like it's great for background stuff but it's also a great album to it pay attention to because there's a lot of stuff going on multiple listenings like there's yeah. one song and I can't remember off the top of my head which one it is but uh, the rhythm section drops out and then the, the guitar is kind of playing like a staccato riff and there's a single hand clap uh, and and you think like oh because the guitar is playing a staccato riff they're going to start doing a hand clap thing but they don't and so now every time I listen to it, it's like this thing I wait for because it's immensely satisfying for like a second. Just one yeah. hand clap. You're just one hand clap. And then so now, <laughs> so like over time, it has become something that just like is so satisfying to hear, but right. only lasts like for one second. Right. And I feel like this album does a lot of that. Like there's a lot of little things yeah. going on to listen to. Yeah, I kind of like that. Like where, where they give you one little bit of something. You're like, oh my God, I wish that that, I wish they had done that more times in the song or whatever. But then you kind of go, well, like it's just that one little spot on the whole album that, that, just, yeah. that has that little flavor that you love. Yeah, I, w- I was really happy with it. The last song I, I really liked, and at the I, end the they, boats. they started counting. Yeah, and <laughs> there's a they're, they're doing like a mathematical thing. I can't yeah, remember what yeah. The name well, of that it was the, that was a thing, and I was like, is this what math rock is? Am I, <laughs> have I been wrong? <laughs> but no, I don't think it. Yeah, is. I just feel is like that what math rock is, where they actually <laughs> say math. Talk about math. Division. <laughs> <laughs> Multiplication. Cosine. <laughs> Textbook. <laughs> Bed mass. <laughs> yeah, it's, I just feel like it's it's a weird that nobody ever talks about this album because I find I've listened to it. I, I was shocked yeah. that I'd never heard it. Like it, it sounds like it should be. It sounds like it should be a bigger album than it yeah. is. Yeah. Well, it was a big album for me. Like I listened, I got it in college, so I've listened to it a lot over the years, and it's just always like, why don't people talk about this? Do they have any other albums? No, or just that shit. And the thing is, like, they are were members of other groups, right? So, like, they mm. played in Bright Eyes, and they played with, like, other people in Omaha. And so then, like, this band of people that were just known for playing in other bands made this album and toured it and never really made another album again. Huh. Well, that's crazy, because this is a great album. Right? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. What, uh, now you watch The Croods. So I watch The Croods. I get to give you guys an album again. Yeah. Um, I was super nice to you this week. and Yes. And I was worried that I was, you guys weren't going to dig it. Uh, but this week, uh, you guys are, I don't know. It's hard because sometimes I think I'm giving you guys off easy because I'm giving you now my love. Uh, but then I'm like, but I've given you albums that I love before that like you, I know you won't like. And I don't know if this skews towards that. But uh, I'm giving you an album by a band called Good Luck. It's uh, the album is called Without Hesitation, mm-hmm. and this album I think came out in 2011. And I would say that this isn't the album that I've listened to the most in the past year. Uh, I think this album is fucking incredible. All right. Um, what what kind of a thing are we looking at here? We're looking at. Um, <laughs> see, I, I would say that, I would say this album. If I was just to say what kind of an album it was, uh, I would probably label it indie rock. Sure. Uh, okay. It has a lot of like noodly guitars and uh, boy girl singing of, harmony. A lot of beard sounds. A lot of no like. But I, the thing is, the reason why I'm like trepidatious about about saying like if you're going to like it or not is because I think it stems from a genre that you don't like. Mm-hmm. And I, I wouldn't necessarily say it has anything to do with pop punk, but I think there's an, again, an element there where it's like, I think maybe vocally you guys might not dig it, All but right. I think the songwriting is incredible. It's not pop punk in the terms of like verse, chorus, verse, chorus. These songs are very, uh, they buck that trend. But, uh, I, I just think this album lyrically is incredible. I just love it. Yeah, I what's cannot the, what's stop the listening name? to Good it. Good luck. What's the name of the Good album? Good luck is the band name, and the album is Without Hesitation. Without Hesitation. Okay. So, we'll see. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> I like to give, I like to throw curveballs. Sure. Like, yeah. See where it lands. 
Mm-mm. How'd uh, you like to throw some dice and see what we're saying? Uh, I know where it'll land. <laughs> I know exactly where it'll land. Um, On one. Yeah, this week we're rolling for G.I. Joe Retaliation. Yep. Uh, Which I've already seen, but if I win, I'll go see something. Yep. And also talk about G.I. Joe. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the loser is going to be Tyler Perry's Temptation Island. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and Tyler if I Perry lose. Tyler presents Tyler Perry's Temptation. <laughs> yes. By Tyler Perry. <laughs> Starring Tyler Perry. Yeah. Possibly. We don't know. But yeah, if I if I lose this week, I've we we talked about it before we yeah. recorded. I'm leaving town and going somewhere where Tyler Perry may not be playing. And in that so case, if, you will in watch that case, the host. I will watch the host. Yeah. But if it's playing there, I'm going to see Tyler Perry. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Casey's gonna roll. All right. You used to roll first. Yeah. I know. And now you make me roll first. <laughs> it hasn't helped you. Nothing it doesn't has help changed. Me. No. I'm gonna roll second this time. Five. Okay. Nice five. I got a tight five. Three. 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 That's Dang better than one, it but is. Greg yeah. will probably roll a six or something. Four. Four. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, it was closer. <laughs> I'm, I'm moving on up. I'm getting up there, right? Yeah, it's good enough. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, so, so I'm seeing Tyler Perry. Tyler Perry's Temptation. Yes, if you can. If you can. And uh, we'll be sure that next next week I'll be giving you something that... You will not want to listen. Well, I don't think you're going to have a very nice time. No. With yeah, Tyler Perry. listeners, don't don't worry. I mean, if now, if we don't do Tyler Perry this week, we're going to do it next week. Yeah, it no. will be covered. It, we will yeah. cover Tyler Perry in some way. Sweet. Um, I almost now hope this. Yeah, you're getting off a little light, Dan Gorman, because I have seen two movies yeah, yeah. with Tyler Perry in them. Casey's seen one. Mm-hmm. And I've seen he's not in this movie. Greg. He, he's oh, maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tyler Perry is not in this movie. No. He just wrote it and directed it and produced it. Yeah, I wonder but, if but it's it still is getting be, a one on yeah, IMDb or IMDb whatever. So. one. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't is this the one that's like got like a parenthetical title of the sexy erotic adventures yeah. of the school yeah. teacher <laughs> totally, who's totally super horny uh, or whatever? Here, here's the uh, an ambitious married woman's temptation by a handsome billionaire leads to betrayal, recklessness, and forever alters the course of her life. Oh. Well, that doesn't sound sexy. <laughs> no, it does have like a longer you, title, maybe. like Confessions of yeah, a it's like Hooker or something. No, uh, it's like Confessions of a... <laughs> Kim Kardashian in a supporting role. Ooh. Weird. It's Confession of a Marriage Counselor. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. <laughs> and there's a quote on the, on the cover from what looks like a proverb. <laughs> but he that is an, an adulterer for the folly of his heart shall destroy his own soul. Wow, they got a pull quote from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. Holy fuck face. Yeah, this is going to be a giant load. Butt fucking fuck face. Uh, (laughs) It's going to be a butt fucking good time. (laughs) Tyler Perry presents confessions of a butt fucking school teacher. (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, Shall we... uh, Shall we move on? Move on to All right. Hero Swap? <laughs> Matt, you two work together on that sentence <laughs> in the greatest way. <laughs> I'm sleepy from this week. All right, let's do this. Hero Swap Cage Match is our weekly segment. We pit two action characters against each other in a fight to the death. You gave up on that one. I did. There was too much singing. We started with 64. We'll end with one. This is one of those matches. And what do we got today? We got Ellen Ripley from the Alien franchise going up against Lara Croft of the crappy... Lara Croft Tomb Raider. Yes. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's roll the dice and see where they're going to play this ordeal out. Where are we going? We're going to Battle Planet. Oh, sweet. Battle Planet. Battle oh, we Planet. Were there last week, weren't we? Mm, no, we were in no. Thunderdome last week. Yeah. Oh, Battle Planet. The week was before, before, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll be damned. I yeah. like Battle Planet. You will be damned. Sure. Okay, oh, so yeah. no weapons. No one gets a signature. I guess uh, Laura Croft have like a signature thing. She's got a gun, doesn't yeah. she? Yeah, she has like, like I feel like she's guns, got I pistols and yeah, yeah. And yeah she has and pistols stuff. and she can jump and roll and stuff. And like, I, I know more of her from the I video understand. games yeah. than I do the movies. Yeah. She'll fight a T Rex at one point, maybe. Right. I don't know. 
They do in the video game. If uh, I know one thing Ripley's about Ripley's got Lala. that uh, badass fucking loader outfit. Yeah. The, the big yellow thing that she fights the queen in. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that, oh, oh, and that pulse Ripley rifle. has that. Yeah. Ripley, yeah. Oh, okay. So, but none of those. Just just, uh, just their wits. Whatever, and whatever they can make, weapon-wise. Yeah. Uh, so, um, now this kind of terrain, this sort of exploratory, figure out your environment thing, that's going to bode well for Lara Croft being a... Yeah. Uh, a, a Tomb Raider. Uh, yes. <laughs> Someone who relies title. on her wits a lot and uh-huh. being, she's like super environmental I think although again I'm thinking in terms of the video game I did not see the movies right. yeah they suck but uh, I believe she probably works with her environment yeah, well. yeah yeah it's they're very fucking Indiana Jonesy yeah. light yeah. and a little bit of the mummy you know that kind of vibe All right uh, no mummies though um, <laughs> and okay so now Ripley Ripley's very smart she's a, a flight officer she's an accomplished pilot um, I'm not sure what her chemistry levels are like. I don't think either of these uh, either of these characters are strong chemists, so I don't see them building gunpowder or okay. whatever. No, you know. especially not Ripley. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, now, okay, yeah. See, again, video games. I was, I was just gonna say like Tomb Raider is super puzzle based, so maybe. But then I was like, I don't know. Yeah. I think the movies do have an element of like yeah, she's got to figure out how to open. Yeah, but two, whatever. And, not a ton. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, well, so yeah, my my okay, my instinct, and I'm trying to be, uh, I'm really trying to be fair in this because I yeah. hate these Tomb Raider movies, mm-hmm. and I just saw Aliens on the big screen for my first time, which was fucking sweet. Like, ah, that movie is meant for the big screen. So good, just outrageous. What a great watch. And I, what I took, I've seen that movie a ton of times. I've seen Alien a bunch of times. I've even watched the sequels that I don't care for a bunch of times. And the thing is with Ripley, and I think it's the strongest in uh, Aliens, is she's just not willing to give in. Yeah. She's she's scared. She doesn't necessarily always have a plan. No, she's very reactive. Yeah. Uh, until until the end. Yeah. Um, but she's just like such, such a pure survivor. Yeah. And also, I think our only Oscar-nominated performance in this entire competition. Oh. No, she was nominated for Aliens, which is pretty... For Aliens? Uh, yeah. Oh. Fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very. Anyway, um, so I think that sort of... And when she, you know, when she has to fucking get it on with the fucking... She fights an alien, the worst yeah. alien. Yeah. <laughs> and, she's, and she's like, it's just so into it. I love the fucking get away from her, you bitch. Yeah. yeah. Like, she's ready to go, you know? She's totally... She, she lets her fear happen and then operates above it. So I like that the survivalist... And the fearlessness, or not the fearlessness, but not being swayed by her fear uh, in Ripley, I, I think, just puts her in a strong position. Here. Although much of much of her desire, with aliens specifically, much of her survival instinct is predicated on Newt being there. Like Newt sure. becomes sort of her her reason for for, for survival, sort of halfway mm-hmm. through the movie. Yeah. Well, um, it put, well, there's because there's this deleted scene uh, that. It doesn't necessarily need to be there. It doesn't take away from or add to the movie necessarily. But when Ripley gets back and she comes out of the hypersleep and she's been in space floating around for 57 years, uh, one of the deleted scenes is she she asks about her daughter because she had a daughter, but her daughter lived her whole life for 57 years and died of old age. Right. So Ripley's all fucked up about that at the beginning. So then that the mother instinct stuff, all that, all that because it becomes very maternal at the end of the movie. The mm-hmm. I feel like if they had that scene in there, it would have been telegraphing too it's much. It's a little heavy-handed. There's yeah. a bunch of... The, 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 the special edition is James not great. James Cameron? It's so... <laughs> heavy-handed? It gives away too much at the beginning. Like, it shows his hand right away. There's, a, like, the, the suspense and mystery of what's going on on the uh, on the planet is taken yeah. away. Right. Um, anyway. But... If you go to then you know the first movie as well, like Ripley just like she just fucking goes through quite a lot and just like it just keeps going. Like whatever is thrown at her, she kind of adapts to and just just isn't gonna fucking sit down, you know. And I and I I think that's the advantage here. Yeah, Lara Croft is just I don't know. I I, I fail to see. I don't think Lara Croft has the mean streak, I no. guess, or the. Like ability to 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 go to the places that that Ripley will go to well, when she, she needs to, no, or is, nor has she accomplished anything as big as yeah. the, fighting and defeating these aliens. Does she kill people 
in the reality of Laura Croft, does she kill people? Do she people die? must have. Yeah, I'm pretty I feel sure. Like yes. These are movies. It's been a while, but yeah. Like I feel like these are the type of movies in tone where the henchmen just kind of fall off the it's, thing. Yeah, there's go, a lot of that. Ah, I think it's, you know, the, the, the Indiana Jones, like, uh, comparison is apt. It's like, you know, I'm, Indiana Jones has shot some people or whatever, right? But, yeah. like, it's also a lot of, like, jumping and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like stunts and so stuff. So I see yeah. this, I, I see the conference, I see, uh, you know, a lot of Probably just straight up looking for each other. I don't see this being a situation like it was with uh, Conan and the man with no name or setting up shops. No, yeah, I feel, yeah. I feel like they they face each other. I feel at like some they point. just seek each other out and they face it. And I think there is going to be a lot of hopping and jumping around from Lara Croft yeah. and like some kick into the head or something like that. And Ripley taking a bunch of punishment for a bit, but there, there's going to be that point where enough's uh, enough's enough. Right. And yeah. I think there's going to be some kind of flurry of violence and like I think like a really just, sloppy like I see a really sloppy and but the upsetting choke out here. Uh, now, <laughs> see, what I think is, I, I, I think it goes the other way because, I mean, Ripley doesn't ever do anything that isn't without a weapon. That's what I was about mm-hmm. to say. Yeah. I was going to say, when has, yeah, like, when has she gone toe to toe with something really agile that didn't, that she didn't have yeah. something like Her a flamethrower? combat or, is maybe brilliant, but we, we don't, we ever don't know. see it. True. Yeah. So, uh, but whereas, but she, like, you know, in the first movie, they don't have any fucking weapons. Like, she's all of that is running and uh, avoiding mm-hmm. this ultimate predator. Yeah. And same right. thing then in Aliens when she's trapped in the uh, in the in the sleeping quarters with Newt and uh, the fucking she has to run away from the the face suckers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's well handled is, and I, I'm you know is there not, something? Yeah, not I a, feel like she I doesn't have like to do a lot of face punching or anything. Is primarily like that. defensive. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, and in order to kill the big giant mother alien, I mean, luckily she has an airlock to, yeah. to blow the thing out now, of. Now, is there also something to be said of Ripley fighting in a super big open area? Because all of the alien movies are all about being up close and personal, yeah. in <clears throat> air ducts, in hallways, on on spaceships. Right. Is there something to be said about that? Um. Because we've never really seen her outside of that situation well, either. Then, but right. when you get into the climax of two, you know, like they're back up on that huge spaceship. Yeah. Like it's pretty. It's a big. They're yeah. in a hangar, you know. Like it's a big area. I don't feel like that's up close. Okay. Or that's not claustrophobic. Yeah, yeah. There's a little bit of space. But I, I know what you're saying, but I don't think it'll come into play okay. here. Yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm torn, but I mean, my instinct is to give it to Ripley just because the the aggression is there when it needs to be. Yeah. Whereas Tomb Raider, I think, and is, then she, is, you know, uh, in the third movie, she does have to go a little hard ass on the in the prison planet. Yeah. You know, and there's some physical shit there. And, and I feel like she also she has to deal with like her enemy or her whatever, like in the in this movie, the bad guy in these movies, she has to deal with somebody who. You not only have to kill, but you also have to avoid touching them because they yeah. will fucking burn you with their <laughs> acid blood. So yeah. maybe that maybe that gives her a little bit more of an edge. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I do want to give it to Ripley. I just want to make sure that I, yeah. it's not just because just think she's a better yeah. character. Yeah, it's hard. It's really hard because. Because I feel like I know more about Ripley, so well, I know yeah. mo- I know more to say like, oh well, is she going to be bad at this? Whereas like Tomb Raider, I'm like, I don't know, she's probably going to jump around, maybe <laughs> try and punch her a bunch. <laughs> yeah, she'll uh, press A A B B A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like I like I'm, again. I'm going to go into like an, an emotional determination point. Yeah, uh, and I find that is richer and deeper with Ripley. Yes, and, absolutely. And her survivalist instincts, and I'm yep. going to take those and. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm going to agree. I'm throwing the vote down. It's for Ripley. Ripley. All right. I'm going to say Ripley with a choke out. Yep. Yeah. All right. Enough. Okay. Well, Sweet. let me take a look and see what we've got coming out next week. Our next match. We're we're getting fairly close to. This is happening faster now that we're into round two. We're we're somewhere near <laughs> the end of round two. Um. So next we've got. Oh Jesus Christ. Yeah. We're getting into some dirty shit here for the end. Next match. These are going to be fun ones for you to rewatch and get ready. And this is going to be, I don't know how this conversation is going to go. No idea. We've got Action Jackson. Yeah. Going up against Martin Riggs. I like them ribs. Um, 
Well, I feel like there's going to be a lot of inappropriate stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Some inappropriate smack mm-hmm. talk. So watch on, Action Jackson again if you've uh, already seen it. And uh, watch Lethal Weapon 1 or any of them. I would say 1, though. If you need a brush up, go yeah. to 1. He has that one fucking sweet fight with uh, Mr. Joshua. I, I love number 2. Yeah, two's great. Yeah. <laughs> the first two are fucking awesome. You love number 2. They start two. getting all wacky on 3. <laughs> they do wacky. get it. Yeah, yeah 3... Yeah. Then four. Uh, well, when they started bringing in ringers like Joe Pesci yeah. and yeah, Chris yeah. Rock <laughs> and Jet Li. Oh, well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Rene Russo. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, well. Sweet. Oh, God. Oh, well, God. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like an episode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right, that's <laughs> game podcast. You that's can very fun. find us on the inner tubes at <laughs> Twitter slash SYNWPC or Facebook.com slash SYNWPC or please listen to our episode of Time Bandit on Friday. We talk about Crash Course. Crash course. You're going to want to hear that shit. <laughs> Facebook.com slash Time Bandit. If you don't podcast. know what Crash Course is, trust us. Trust you us. It. You're going to want to listen to that. <laughs> and please listen to Faculty of Horror. They just got on Twitter. Uh, I'm not sure what their thing is off the top of my head, but you can go to Facebook.com slash Faculty of Horror podcast. And uh, yeah, please. They're awesome. They're, yes, they're they are the best. They, they got yeah. a new one so coming good. out soon that uh, I, I saw on Facebook that the, the movies are talking about. They gave some hints. And it's going to be sweet. Fucking so cool. check that out. Oh, and sorry, didn't want to cut you off. Uh, Lonely Nights with Bruce Douglas. The episodes are back online now. Hey. They oh, were awesome. offline for a while, so I'm going to start posting some of those on Facebook. Sweet. Revisit them. They're, that show's going to come back soon. So hilarious. Yeah. Sweet. That's all yeah. I have to say. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Goodbye. All right. I'm, I'm going to go to sleep for a thousand years now. <laughs> See you next Wednesday, Internet. By Internet. Bye. 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 Internet. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Botox Cosmetic, out botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.